Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. Welcome to the show. Yo. What's going on, man? How y'all doing? I'm miserable. Chilling, man. Chilling, man. It's Friday. You're miserable? Yeah, of course I'm miserable. You saw Thursday night game, so we don't talk about that. Let's move on. You know, shout out RIP to my Uncle Joe off top. He was a Jet fan, actually. So at least he no longer has to watch them lose. Yeah, he'll watch. (laughs) <laughs> oh he's still watching from somewhere man. He's, he's still checking him. he's still checking for him you know you hey, like that. Name with him. you like uncle that joe. one i should have took your name and with him but you know rp to him though. uncle joe yeah. gets free gets free access to the, to the yeah, stadium so now he gets free. his free access to the stadium he can just you know hover above it and watch yeah, his team you know yeah. exactly yeah he doesn't yeah. have to pay those um those psl license <laughs> Could you imagine right. having paid for that at the Jets stadium and then you coming out to see, like, I will give them this, right? They came back. Like, this team does try hard. And I guess that's the effect of having a new coach. But um, they're not they're not lacking in talent. They're lacking in, like, they're lacking in defensive secondary. They're lacking execution. And just- they're lacking in linebackers. That's what they need to draft. But Georgia has a bunch of them, so they'll be all right. <laughs> No, uh-huh. seriously, like that team is they're saying that there may be 17 guys drafted, although now there might be one less because one guy just got kicked off the team or suspended because he got accused of sexual assault. So but the other 16 will probably still be drafted into the NFL. This may be the highest number of players drafted from any one team in the history of the college uh in the history of the NFL draft. Keep Look up that guy's name and put him in a hat, and I'm I'm banking on it now. If they have a prop or whatever for this, he'll be drafted in the seventh round by the seventh round. He'll probably be drafted by the Washington Football Team or the Raiders, given their uh, <laughs> recent history. But I digress. Yeah, the the Jets almost covered though. We all picked them to cover though, and I was like, wow, they they are really about to come back and get this backdoor covered. They really want to keep the ten points. <laughs> Seriously, they were they were scoring points in that fourth quarter. I was good because I my guy already did what he had to do in fantasy. Like Taylor is a beast. Oh, uh, my dumb my dumb behind decided to pick up Mike White, you know, jinx the whole thing. But I also had um what's name Elijah Moore in there in fantasy, so I was good. Speaking of Mike White and speaking of being in the New York uh, New York Jets or any New York team, Mike White became an instant star for throwing for four hundred yards in his what second game or first I think Malik start. Said it was chat. First start. First start. <laughs> He, he did. Yeah, he became sure. Jeremy Lin overnight, like literally. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, Jeremy, the whole Jeremy Lin thing. And then people are talking about Odell and how big of a star he became in New York. Then he goes to Cleveland. And it's like, I feel like I haven't heard this man talk in two seasons. Oh, Odell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the weird part about this whole situation is they're like, he's a headache to the team. He's only, I'm like, I haven't heard you guys do an interview with him since he got there. He got to Cleveland. And no one's asked him a fucking question since 2018. I heard more from and all of a sudden he's, he's the problem. I'm like, he's huh? been he, he he was he's been you know out there. I mean, you know, most, the most important thing was he was hurt. He's been injured. You know, but he's the first been injured the majority, majority of the time. The first year he was the first season. Second first year season he, he wasn't. 
first season yeah. he was, the second year he was, then then and he missed the whole year. I mean, he he started he playing a little bit, games, but, and, he, and he missed the rest of the year. And then he's missed this entire, basically this entire season. He's been out there playing, but you know, no, he's been playing every what? game. No, no, no. He one was game. hurt. He was hurt when he, he was hurt at the start of the year. He was hurt yes. at the start of the beginning, started at the beginning of the season. Then he came back, and he hasn't been himself, and he never got into a good rhythm with you know mm. with, with with Baker. I'll um, say this: if you guys, if if there's any fans that want to check out whether or not his he's complaining for no reason, there was uh, his dad shared this clip of someone who cut the music to apparently the Dave Matthews Band or REM, which was a dead giveaway that his 55 year old father did not do this. Because I don't know any 50 year old black men from the South or Texas in particular, or small towns in Texas named Odell who listen to REM and who are editing videos together from all 22 footage of their son running wide open and Baker Mayfield not throwing him the ball or throwing or, the ball to anybody just missing, just missing him entirely. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, it was, it was propaganda at its best and it, it, and I'm sure it precipitated his, uh, his, his imminent release from the team, um, which doesn't sound like either side was, was too, is too broken up about he'll end up somewhere and um, he'll figure he'll, he'll end up somewhere. He'll get, he'll get a one year deal or he'll get a prove it deal or something like that in year for, for a year or so. And hopefully he has a comeback like Antonio Brown. Hopefully it's KC or the, or, or the Saints. Cross I my think, fingers. I think for the rest of this season, honestly, on a very, he's not going to go to Kansas City because that's just not enough football. There's not enough passes to go around. Although they would probably love to have him. He could be the number two there. It's not about the number two. It's about the guys that are used to getting the ball will be upset if he starts getting the ball because you double Travis Kelsey over the middle. You have to double Tyreek Hill because he's the fastest man in the NFL. If you put Odell on that team, what are we, we going to do? We're just going to leave him open and hope you don't drop, hope you don't catch it. Well, who's, who's the wide receiver there now? He's not getting nothing. Nicole Hardman, Hardman, yeah. or Patrick, Byron Pringle. If, if Patrick Mahomes wants him, he'll be there. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. He'll be there. Now I don't the same hairstyle, so that I don't know that Patrick Mahomes wants him, but I will say that it's. You know, it's always a possibility, but um, but if Patrick Mahomes wants him, he'll be there. That's, it that's plain and simple. It reminds me of when Randy Moss ended up on the Pats and everybody thought he was done before he went there. And I was like, no, he was just playing with Kerry Collins, who I, just hope, I, I thought really was the most trash quarterback in Giants history who actually played well for them. Go ahead, Ant, sorry. We hope he doesn't go to the Pats. I'm really hoping that. Oh, no, no. He's not going to go to the Pats because they don't have a chance of making the playoffs. But if Belichick thought they had a legitimate shot of making the playoffs, He'd pick him up in a heartbeat. He'd be like, "I'll give him seven million for the rest of the season." Yeah, they'll do it. You know one thing? They're I know four and four. They they win. They win eight more games. They're a twelve win team. They can make the playoffs. He you know, can Giants legitimately fans, help him get there. You know, Giants fans are hoping that he doesn't go to Philly or Washington, right? <laughs> I don't think he would want to go to. I don't think he would want to go to Washington. He wants to go to a team where he can like actually have a shot at making the playoffs. So Dallas just hoarding assets and like wanting people who are healthy. If he was fully healthy, he could be a cowboy. Um, I could see him going to Vegas. I could see him going to the Chargers. I think I was yeah. talking about this in the chat before. I think he might actually go to the Chargers because, I mean, what do they need more than more offense? Because they're not going to get more defense. They didn't trade for anybody who could pass rush. The Rams, because so, they released what's the name? Don't they got one of the Bosa brothers out in the Chargers anyway? They got rid of Melvin Ingram and kept one of the Bosa brothers. Yeah. Joey. Joey or Nick? It was Joey. Joey. Nick, Nick, Nick is so they, in uh, San Francisco. They let Melvin Ingram go, so they were like, we just need one. And then that was it. So 
they're good well, not having not playing any defense. So well, according to Schefter, I think it was Schefter and um somebody else, um, the team that was closest to a deal for him when they when when Cleveland was trying to actively make a trade was New Orleans. So that was the team that was the closest. They couldn't come with a come up with a deal. Um, so that's the team that I believe most people are thinking that he's going to wind up signing with um, because huh. he wanted to go. Apparently he was open to going. Um, that's his hometown kind of, right? Yeah. He played at LSU, um, started there. But is he from Louisiana or is he from Texas? He's from Texas, but um, gotcha. yeah, he, but he, he started at LSU. Um, so he was open to going. The Saints wanted to make a deal. Cleveland wanted to make a deal, but they just couldn't come up with the right compensation for it. So, hmm. um, so that's like the, they're the, they're the number one, kind of they're the front runner i guess for him if he clears waivers all right i'm just saying la because i can see him in la it makes sense because michael thomas is not going to be there for the rest of the year so they do need another yeah. one. is thomas ever going to play this season no he's out he's out the year no because of the surgery the mm-hmm. hmm. he's out for the whole season and then now with james being out obviously they're going to need you know and and they they have a legitimate the saints have a legitimate shot at a playoff playoff slot especially mm-hmm. after beating the beating the bucks yeah, so, last week was surprising. Yeah, because I did not have that going down. Um, um, I did. I did. That's why I was. <laughs> that saved your week from That's being why I was really bad. No, it it really did. It actually, actually, that game for me, that game, and um, what was another game that I I I played that you guys, uh, the San Francisco, the San Francisco Chicago game. I'm so mad. At that, that saved my week. Those two games. I'm so mad at that. Otherwise, I, I would have been. Bad. I would have been in the trash heap. That really is just Chicago collapsing in the fourth quarter. I'm never picking Chicago again. I don't, as a fan of Chicago, I don't even know if I can legitimately like tell you you're wrong. Like, how are we winning the game, right? Halftime, we're up, we're up at half. And then we're like, fuck, we just gonna quit. It's like, that's what it, it, I mean, I shouldn't say that's what it felt like, but like, they just got outplayed for two straight quarters in the second half. Yeah. It was just, it was the wildest thing I've seen from them because usually, Every year with Trubisky, it's been like, yo, all he has to do is just be good enough, and then they have to win. With him, they just could not be good enough, and he didn't play terrible. Like, he made plays with his legs, which is why he's there. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe that. This is the first time. In Atlanta. I'm done with Atlanta. 49ers. This is the I first am... time I've picked against, 40, picked against 49ers. I usually pick them because I'm thinking, of, uh, for some reason, I kept them flashback into the Super Bowl time. And I was like, all right, I ain't doing nothing. Let me go yeah. with Chicago. Let me go with let me go with Fields for the first time. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, I'm done with Atlanta too. Whatever. I'm done with Atlanta. The Chargers. I'm not so I'm very shaky on them. And um Seattle, man. I am still kinda you know I'm mad at Seattle. They should have lost. I don't know how they came back and just I don't know, but they beat them. They beat them 31 7. So it was just kind of wild. It was kind of ruining my game. draft positions. And I'm not shocked by Denver. Denver did exactly what I thought they were going to do, and they kind of came through uncovered. That was one of the games where I was kind of like, that that should have been one of my best bets of the week. Actually, I don't think I had it, but I did have Tennessee, I did have the Rams, and I did have Buffalo, who actually I believe covered right. Although somehow that, that hit the audience. yes, yes, yeah, thirty-seven fifteen. All right, moving on to this week. Anthony beat us by one game, going eight and seven. We all, we, me and Malik went seven and eight. I'm the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> Dial it down a notch. Goat of the week. 
But first up this week, (laughs) speaking of New York, we got the New York Giants hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams that are on a bad losing streak. The Raiders are road favorites by three points. The over-under is 47. I'm going to go, and I'm going to take the Raiders, even though they're down Henry Ruggs. I think this team is focused on what they have ahead of them. The Giants are dealing with the COVID-19 kind of mini outbreak there. They would have had Saquon coming back. Josh Jacobs is still healthy for the Raiders. Darren Waller is still healthy for the Raiders. They have the healthier quarterback, offensive players, offensive line. And their defense actually matches up pretty well with the Giants. Leonard Williams is actually playing pretty well for the Giants. Speaking of the old old Beckham trade, they actually picked him with that first round pick they got. Did they pick Leonard Williams? No, no, no. Leonard Williams was traded uh, I'm sorry. from the Jets. He was a Jets. So who's the guy that they picked? Because that's who they said they picked. Oh, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. I apologize. Dexter Lawrence, the defensive tackle, is who they drafted. That's right. And I'm going with the Raiders here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to go with the Raiders under 47 and a half. Go ahead, Ant. Yeah, you got to apologize to Dexter Lawrence's family on that one. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> First round pick. You got to apologize to the guy. He ain't here. Anyways. Um, I was I was picking Las Vegas quite before the um Henry Ruggs situation, and I'm still gonna stick with them. I don't trust the Giants right now. They're they seem like they're about to um, fall on the wayside to give them another week or so like that. I want to see if they can rebound out for this, but I don't really want to bet on this game. But I'm gonna pick the Las Vegas on this one because Der- just because of Derek Carr himself. I don't know if y'all noticed that he actually still came back to Henry Ruggs. You know, still want to you know. Be around there, be here for him and stuff like that. But anyway, all that to the side, I'm going to pick the Vegas. I still think they're going to still be a team coming together, still pull us off. I'm going to take them in the under. Sterling Shepard's still hurt, right? Yeah, he's out. So, so it's Tony and it's um, – Yeah, Galladay's questionable. So, yeah, basically, basically – Galladay and Tony are questionable. Yeah, basically it's a it's – a, it's, a, it's a sweep for us here. Um, all three of us getting the rate going, going with the Raiders – um Saquon's out uh still dealing with his ankle situation and um AC your point Sterling Shepard out Galladay is questionable so the, you know a large and, and a large group of the talent um the skill position players for the Giants are going to be out of this game um and despite the fact that, that nobody's going to be out there um Daniel Jones refuses to throw the ball to Evan Ingram, who's actually healthy, right? Surprisingly so. He's like he's the one that's healthy. Last week. Yeah, he's the one that's healthy, but they don't throw the ball to him at all. So it's just crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, the Giants are just way too banged up at this point to really trust, trust that they'll be able to um, you know, mount up any kind of a consistent offense. And the Raiders, despite losing rugs, still have Waller, who's coming back. I believe he's probable. He's listed as probable this week, so he's, he should be back in the lineup. Josh Jacobs will be in the lineup. Um, and so they'll be close, if not at full strength. And again, the, Ra- the Ra- Raiders are, are one of the teams that are in the running for, potentially in the running for Odell Beckham. Nobody can sign him this week anyway, so it's perfectly fine. Like nobody's, he's not going to be able to uh, beat up on his old team, but um, – you know, with, that, with that on the horizon, potentially, um, you're looking at a, a Raiders team that's coming in a little bit healthier, you know, a lot healthier than the Giants and, uh, you know, a little bit uh, better in a better situation. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, Raiders and the under as well for me. All right. Next up, we have New Orleans hosting the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons keep disappointing me, which is why they keep getting points. 
This week, they're getting six points at New Orleans, and the over-under is 42-and-a-half. I guess they have no faith in Trevor Simeon or the Atlanta offense after losing Calvin Ridley for personal health reasons. I do still think Atlanta has enough weapons on offense to score points, but their defense will give up a bunch of points. So this is a favorable matchup for Trevor Simeon. He will have a week. He has a full week to prepare for this team. It's a home game, which also helps. And New Orleans defense is hellacious. I think they're going to beat him by a touchdown. I think it's going to surprise some people. And I think they can drop 30 on Atlanta because they pretty much give up 30 to everybody. They have two good defensive players and everyone else is kind of just making mistakes constantly. There's no gap protection. So with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara back in that backfield, they could go run heavy and beat them by seven. This is going to be my first lock of the week. Give me the Saints at home, minus six, and the over. Go ahead, Malik. Well, you know me. I'm taking the Saints as well. Um, this is a, an old-school old matchup uh, between two two franchises that don't like each other very much. Biggest rivalry um, in the South. Yeah, one, the of, the, one of them. One of them, definitely. Um, these are two teams that don't like each other very much and will tend to, you know, beat each other senseless when they're in when when they're in each other's stadiums. So I actually think it's going to be a relatively competitive game. And the fact that um, Trevor Simeon has got a little bit of um, experience against Tampa Bay, running the offense, and seems to have, seems to be relatively comfortable doing so, is probably going to is going to bode well for New Orleans to be able to you know uh, take control of this game and, and beat beat the Falcons. The only thing I'll the other thing I'll put into play here is Taysom Hill appears to be probable, so it looks like he'll be available for Sean Payton. So you know be prepared to see some crazy things from that offense using him as a you know in gadget situations and everything uh, as they get used to life without Jameis Winston. So yep, same here, New Orleans and the under. And I'm putting this in as my best bet as well. Yeah, man. Well, it's going to be a clean sweep, but I'm picking the over in this one. I'm taking the Saints on this one. Um, even without Jameis, um, I still think they can definitely beat Atlanta. Atlanta has um, Kyle Pitts in there. He's, he's quite de- definitely developing. But as we learned last week with these backup quarterbacks and stuff like that, give them a week of practice or whatever, they can actually prove themselves in these games. So definitely give me um, Saints on this one and give me that in the over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. All right. Atlanta needs, I'll put it this way, Atlanta needs this to be a high-scoring game in order for them to really have a shot. I think New Orleans defense is going to, is going to, is going to force a lot of, you know, force, they're going to stop the run and going to force uh, Matt Ryan to have to throw that ball as, as, much, as, as much as well. possible. What also doesn't bode well for Atlanta is I have no idea who their starting running back is. It's probably going to be Mike Davis. Um, okay. And then they'll, they'll sprinkle in the, the, the Cordero Patterson touches. Well... Like I said, don't know who's going to run for them. Um, Buffalo at Jacksonville. Jacksonville lost on the road in Seattle by 24 points. And Seattle is nowhere near as good as Buffalo. Um, Buffalo is a road favorite at 14 and a half points, which shows that Jacksonville has no home field advantage. The over-under on this is 48 and a half. I'm going to take the over. I think Buffalo can beat them 45 zip. I think Jacksonville can get one touchdown. I'm going to take Buffalo. Bills fans, enjoy the ride because this is going to be another big win. Go ahead, Malik. 
Yeah, I almost wish this game was played in London because Jacksonville seems to play really, really well in London and, and they don't play well in Jacksonville. So if this game was in London, I'd probably take the, take the Jaguars to cover the 14 and a half, but it's not still in Jacksonville. The fans aren't out there. The team is hurt. The team is not playing well and Buffalo's hitting on all cylinders. I don't think Buffalo really, you know, gets gets tripped up again until they play, you know, somebody with a little bit more, um, till one of the, they play New England or somebody else with a little bit more, uh, um, you know, ability to prepare for them and, you know, give them some competition. So, yeah, I'll take Buffalo to Buffalo. I'm going to lock them in. I, and you guys have heard, if you've heard this show, you know that I do not like locking in 14 and a half point spreads, big spreads, just scare the hell out of me, but I'm going to lock this one as best I possibly can, because I feel like this is, uh, this is going to help me get, o- get over the hump on the best bets on, on this side. If I could lock in a, a, a 14 point spread and Buffalo has been covering the last couple of weeks. So it, it feels good to me. And speaking, uh, of and I'll, take the, I'll take I'll take the over. I'll take the over as well because I think I think Buffalo can cover that. <laughs> I think Buffalo can cover that on their own. Yeah. Um, but I think Jacksonville will be good for about fourteen points. So I'm gonna I'm gonna you know trend somewhere around 30, 36 to you know seventeen or something like that and get us over to forty eight. Speaking of Jacksonville, Blake Bortles was just signed by the Jets. Am I mistaken? No, it's not the Jets. It's a different team. I forgot who it was, but it's not the Jets. Gotcha. Because I know they lost another quarterback, so they're real thin right now. No, just got Joe Flacco. Ah, Flacco. Go ahead, Ant. Well, it's going to be another clean sweep here. I got Buffalo as well. It's going to be a quite a super blowout, maybe 60 points. Um, I got Buffalo and the Auburn this one. And it's basically the quite top three best team in the AFC versus, um, yeah, top five in the draft. Top three in the draft. <laughs> anyway, I got Buffalo and the Auburn. All right. Next up, we have the aforementioned Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Browns will have no passing game whatsoever to speak of. Nick Chubb is back healthy. Kareem Hunt is still out. David Njoku and their other tight end, Alex Austin Hooper, will be healthy. They will still have Rashard Higgins. I don't know if Jarvis Landry is going to be playing. With all that being said, I'm taking Cincinnati at home. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they can win by a field goal. The over-under for this game is 47 points. I'm going to take the under. Cleveland's defensive line is really good as they showed last week against Ben Roethlisberger. But unlike Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati's quarterback is not cooked. He is cooking other teams right now. And if they can beat the Baltimore Ravens that bad, they can damn sure beat the Cleveland Browns that bad. This is my second best bet of the week. Give me Cincinnati minus two and a half at home for the win. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, this is it's interesting because this is one of those games that that actually does scare me a little bit. Like this is one of those games but where why? you you know, well, first off, it's a divisional matchup, right? So you figure that, that between between the two teams, they're going to be they 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 know each other very well. They're going to be getting after getting after one another, and they're both kind of in the same situation uh, where they need to win to maintain, you know, um, you know. Uh, site of the potential division matchup and then and then and then wild card positioning and all that stuff as well they both have you know playoff aspirations these are two ohio teams so they i mean it's just there's a lot of um there's a lot of like reasons why these these two teams will play a close game which you expect them to play a close game you mentioned the defense on cleveland side uh cincinnati's defense is nothing to, nothing to write home about but their offense is their strength and you've got Cleveland's defense, which is their strength. So they're going, you know, they're going to head to head. And then the other thing is just like, when you have some kind of, of a, of a dark cloud, I can't, I hate to say the black cloud, but like a dark cloud of, you know, suspicion or, um, you know, issues kind of hanging over you and you get over that. 
Um, like we saw what happened when the Raiders with the Raiders and in John Gruden finally getting getting ousted at that situation, and they went right into I believe it was um, they came somewhere over to the East Coast and won a game that everybody expected them to lose because they you know they had been dealing with so much turmoil over the course of the week. So this might be one of the situations where Cleveland finally gets out from under the whole Odell Beckham you know will they trade him will they get rid of him situation and actually plays well right <laughs> and actually you know comes out and plays really well. And the other thing is, we just watched Cincinnati Cincinnati lose to um, lose to the Jets like a week ago. It, it wasn't that long ago that you know Cincinnati was a high favorite on the road in New York with no business. And we we said this on the show: Cincinnati as a playoff team had no business losing to the Jets. They did not. They were not supposed to lose to the Jets. They were not supposed to lose to Mike White. That was not supposed to happen. And the fact that that did tells me that you know they may be you know pretenders they may not be as good as we think they are um and so full of themselves a little bit right they got they got a little ahead of themselves maybe they were looking forward to this game you know so it's actually really really tough for me to for me to call it the only reason that i'm leaning cincinnati is because of the fact that they're at home um and and the fact that and the fact that there's a two and a half point spread means that you know vegas still thinks that this this that cleveland is the better team here um because they didn't even give to give cincinnati the full three Right. So I'm only picking Cincinnati because they're at home. Um, but I feel really, 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 you know, really negative about this one. And I would stay far away from this game if I'm a better. I hear you. Anthony. Yeah, I didn't want to bet on this game either. Um, and I really going the same way you're going with, with this belief. It talked about that, uh, about Cincinnati, that they'd look past the Jets. They just looked at them like, whatever, there's a high school team. We're going to move on. And we, we're quite going to focus on Cleveland because, you know, Cleveland's Obviously, in the division, they just beat, smacked the smack fire out the Ravens, and you know what? They wanted to own this division. That's what they was thinking about. They got then they wind up losing to the Jets. Fucked up their plans. They could come back this week, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually break the mold on this one. Even though I on my paper here, I picked having Cincinnati. I'm gonna go against that. I'm picking Cleveland on this one. I think they're actually gonna play real Cleveland ball and get back to this because they're gonna actually try to show that they are quite a force to be reckoned with with their running team and. I might be wrong, but I'm going to go with this one. But just like you, Malik, I don't really feel like picking this game. I'm going to take Cleveland in on, under in this one. I feel so much better about my pick right now because we had agreed on every single of the first five games. Which is <laughs> yes, I have to break that up somehow. Seriously. All right. Next up, we got the Actually, New England. You know no? Before you go to the next one, I want to make this my lock just, just so I can feel good about this. Just to lock Mike it in against me. I'm going to lock myself up on this one. I'm, going to, I'm screwing myself up in the long run, but hey. you know, I've got to take that gambler's risk. You're going to give us a, a Anthony a, a guarantee like your boy Chuck? Hey. <laughs> hey, my guarantees worked last week. They did. They did. 55% of the time. 100% of the time. Don't right. take, that, take that Cleveland and put $100 on it. You might be like that, or $1,000 on it. Sure, you might be like that guy who won, the, won a quarter, I think, 100 and something thousand for betting on Mike K. 125K betting on Mike White. That's crazy, son. Hey, that man. is crazy. Hey, gambler's got to gamble, baby. That is crazy. Congratulations, Sam. Yeah, man. <laughs> Next up, we got the New England Patriots at the Carolina Panthers. Carolina's defense is going in the wrong direction, as is their offense. They're dropping passes, they're fumbling, and the Patriots are starting to get into form on defense and playing a lot more disciplined. I think New England can win this game as they are actually road favorites, favored by four points on the road. Although every time I think that, Carolina seems to be able to come in and pull off that win as they beat Atlanta. 
and they came back and they did not cover against the Chargers. Or was that what was that other game? We were pick Carolina and they came back and screwed us in the overtime. Minnesota. Minnesota. That's right. They lost to Minnesota. So any team that can lose to Minnesota, I still think it's still worse than the Pats. The Pats are actually what, four and four? And this <laughs> will be the defining point of their season. So if the Patriots can beat them by five points or more, the over here is 41, 41 and a half, I've seen on some sites. I'm leaning towards the Pats. I'm not going to lock this as my favorite, but having seen how the Patriots played last week and the week before, they're starting to get a lot more consistent. And I can see them beating an inconsistent team like this. Chubba Hubbard is the X factor here. So he's been playing really well in his rookie season. I'm not shocked by that because he was great in college. So I'm not shocked that he's great here. But I think New England has enough and their offense and their defense is starting to get in sync with the coaches are telling them. So I'm taking the Pats on the road. Minus oh three and a half, minus three and a half here. Yeah, yeah, it just loaded three and a half. Yeah, go ahead, Ant. Well, um, I'm gonna break the mold again because I'm be- I'm guessing maybe Malik might pick the Pats, but I'm gonna go against going against that because I heard that they um they, that um Carolina's um franchise quarterback might be coming back. You know, CMC, he's coming, he's coming back. You know, so the backup, you know, he's just gonna keep. He's still very questionable. Yeah, he's questionable, but you never know. He might come and back. It's a you know, groin injury too. You need that franchise um, quarterback to come back. So when he comes back, you know, the backup guy can keep on tossing to him all day so he can start scoring. So I, I really don't want to pick this game because I hate picking against the Pats because they are definitely a well-oiled machine and they just do everything perfect. Has Sam Darnold ever actually beaten the Patriots? Not that I remember. I don't recall. So why would he start now? <laughs> because he's not, the, he's not the quarterback. If Christian McCaffrey comes back, you know, that's the franchise right there. That's the franchise quarterback. If he comes back, then the Carolina's going to win this. So I'm going to take Carolina on this win, and I'm going to take the under, under. All right. Go ahead, Malik. So it doesn't appear that Christian McCaffrey will be back. This actually is the um, – this is a revenge game for Stephon Gilmore because if you guys remember, Stephon Gilmore got traded to Carolina about three weeks ago from New England. Um, so this is an opportunity for him to get some uh, revenge against Bill Belichick and, and Mac Jones and, and the offense on that side of the ball. Um, but it just doesn't, it doesn't appear that Christian McCaffrey will be back. Um, he's he's just entered. It doesn't appear he's going to be back. He's still, he's still technically in the, in the IR situation. Um, but he's, he's in his three year, three week activation period. So he's in that, he's in that area where he's technically still on IR, but he's back practicing. And so they can evaluate him over the next three weeks to see if he's ready to come back fully, um, to see if that's going to happen. So, so, um, and that said also, I mean, um, you know, not that you care at all, Anthony, but Sam Darnold is also questionable with coming back from concussion uh, symptoms from last week. So, you know, this team is probably going to be down their top two players and, and they're still dealing with issues like the you said, quarterback. What is his name? PJ something, right? Who PJ the Washington? backup? Yeah, the backup I can't remember. I Charlotte honestly Hornets? can't. I can't remember. You guys should, you should, you guys should Google PJ Walker. Talking, but, um, but yeah, so be better than Sam Darnold. <laughs> You sound salty He's as hell, sir. So hating. Um, but yeah, this 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 should this should lean towards New England. They're gonna win. I mean, they're they're taking advantage and winning games that they should win. And then they won one game against the Chargers that everybody believed that they wouldn't win. Um, but this is the game, this is one of the games that they actually wind up winning. I think this line is a little bit low. Um, three and a half should be more than enough for them to for them to carry. And of course, as I've said this now, this is gonna be a field goal game where Carolina winds up, you know, e- eking it out and losing by three. And we wind up losing this game. 
game. So I'm still going to take New England. It's going to be another sweep for us. Um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, so to me, there's no reason for us to there's no reason to belabor on this. I think New England, we think New England's going to win. I'm going to lock this in as my third lock. EJ Walker is their is their backup quarterback. He's 5'11", 212, and he used to play at Temple. And he's formerly of, I want to say, the XFL or the AAF, the American okay. Alliance of Football. So he's well, definitely not. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not. But I'm definitely going to switch back to New England. I'm switching New England and over in this one. Belichick, people think that Belichick likes to do that against the Jets. He just likes to do that, period. Well, I'm talking about high scoring. So I can see maybe 60 points coming out of New England in this one. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Yeah, it's going to be a blowout. It, what's really, what we really didn't pick up on is the fact that their starting guard and, sorry, their starting left guard and their starting tackle and their backup center are all hurt. Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, it's over. So I don't know if uh, Davion Nixon was their starting, no, no, DT. Nope. Nope. They got a bunch of guys hurt all over the place. JC wow. Horn is hurt. He might Yeah, they're, they're 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 fully injured. Yeah, they're they're beat up up and down. Although, you know, this is a revenge game for Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, he's he in the thing. game. Rocking number nine. Now. He's inside and out. He'll make he'll make him fall to the ground a couple of times. But you know, shout out to PJ Walker. He's a black quarterback, so good luck, bro. I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm betting against you, so let's go. Yeah, New England over, lock that, make that lock of the week. <laughs> All right. Malik, did you go? Did you get picked, right? Yeah, yeah, I picked New England. Making sure. All right. Oh, well, wow. Ant's picking New England. You sure yeah, you're still a Jet fair. fan? Yeah, I'm a Jet fan. <laughs> I'm, right. a, I'm a miserable Jet fan right now that might be drinking a gallon of bleach next game. They keep on God. going back. You could positive for the kids. <laughs> Denver at Dallas, folks, coming up. Dallas is favored by 10 points at home because Denver is a pretty bad team. And now that they let go of their best defensive pass rusher, they're not really going to be able to get much pressure on Dak. So he should be able to sit back there and just pick them apart. At home, the over-under is 49 and a half. Dallas has most of their receivers back healthy. Mari Cooper kind of let the cat out of the bag and said, oh, we knew Dak wasn't going to play on Friday. So we'll see if he gets in any trouble for that one after kind of Telling everybody that, knowing like three days ahead of time. Yeah, that's which probably would have skewed the line. Man. Who knows? Dak is definitely going to play this week. I think that the Cowboys are going to be able to cover this. Me and Shannon Sharp agree. Skip doesn't think it's actually going to happen. I was listening to them earlier talk about this game in particular. He thinks Teddy Bridgewater is going to keep Denver in it. I don't think Denver has enough to stay in it. Melvin Gordon has been kind of a disappointment to me. He hasn't really picked up where he left off after he's left the Chargers. So I'm leaning heavy on Dallas here. They have playmakers on both sides of the ball and at every level of the field. So give me Dallas minus the 10. That's going to be my third best bet of the week. Go ahead, Malik. And the thing that gives me pause here is that Dallas is currently 7-0 and against the spread this year, meaning they've covered every Out game. Out to be 8-0. They've covered every single game that they've played this year. And that, just doesn't, that just doesn't happen. I mean, it, 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 no, it's it does. Just, it's not. It's It's not. You know, the it's last team who did that, that was? It's not something that feels very, very consistent for the 07 the, Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. The 07 Patriots. You're going to compare, you're going to compare it to the 07 Patriots. <laughs> seriously. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, they've covered, they've covered the last seven spreads. 
Um, even, I mean, it, I mean, if, if you include Minnesota, which was last week was a push, right? So um, they were, they won by four um, and the, the line was, the, they, the line was uh, plus four. Actually, they were, they were four point dogs in that one. I apologize. They were four point dogs in that one because of the injury to Dak. And so they won, they wound up winning that one. But um, that's the only thing that gives me pause here. And I actually do agree a little bit with Skip that Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos just seem to be able to play close games. Um, they seem to be able to keep games close in situations where they probably shouldn't even be there. And uh, but and the loss of Von Miller is big, but they still have Bradley Chubb there and he's still playing well. So um, I'm going to take Denver to cover the 10. I'm going to take the 10 and, and take Denver to hold. I don't think they'll win the game, but I think they'll hold the, they'll hold the 10. Um, you know, in relatively decent fashion, maybe a backdoor cover or something like that, where they try to get back into the game. And uh, Dallas has shown, right, has shown the ability, on, at least on the defensive side, that they can let teams back into games. So um, I'm going to take Denver and I'll take the over on this one. And who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go back to the opposite. I'm going to team up with you, Ace, on this. I'm going to go with Dallas and the over on this one. All I got right now in my head is the song, the hard knock song going on. And I'm just going to ride the wave on this one. Dallas and the over. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Next up, we got Great Minnesota. Pick, right? Yeah. Has to eight ball, shake it up and keep on going with that. <laughs> hey, man, you're giving me reasons. You know, that's all I need is a reason. <laughs> they want analysis. They can listen to Pro Football Focus Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> because that fantasy football stuff does actually help you a lot when it comes to betting which is why I keep leaning on Atlanta, but they keep screwing me because Cordero Patterson isn't enough to sneak in extra points to get him to cover. Anyways, uh-huh. every week, the guy scores a touchdown. He's touching the ball literally constantly. So, I'm, you know, he's a good fantasy play, but he's not helping Atlanta cover any spreads. Hopefully he doesn't do too much this week, you know? Yeah, um, hopefully he'll figure it out and stop him. Yeah, I'm rooting for New Orleans. because I'm betting them. That's, that's definitely on my part, like. Minnesota at Baltimore. Minnesota's, I think both of these teams are coming off a bye week. Am I mistaken? Um, so they're both coming back with rest. Minnesota is a bye week, though. Uh, Minnesota geez. played last week against Dallas. Minnesota played it, last that week. Was, that Dallas. was a, that was a Sunday night game. Oh, wow. So bad. I forgot about it. Jesus. That's right. We were dogging that game even before we picked it. Minnesota at Baltimore. Baltimore is minus five and a half at home over under 49 and a half. Minnesota has no defense whatsoever to speak of, in my opinion, after giving up 30-some-odd points to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore, having more time to get healthy at the wide receiver position and just in general and more time to practice with Lamar Jackson, everybody getting over their COVID spells from the summer earlier in the year. I think that Baltimore is going to come back and they're going to beat the brakes off the Denver Broncos, off the Minnesota Vikings or the Denver Broncos, whoever they happen to be playing this week. Give me Baltimore minus five at home. I know I'm taking all the favorites, so it seems kind of like, why are we even listening to you, Ace? But it seems like Baltimore's a better team here, and I don't see Minnesota making the playoffs. So this is a game that Baltimore should win and will win, which will basically make sure that they're in the field. So give me Baltimore and the under. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, Baltimore's going to win this game, but Minnesota, I think Minnesota's going to be able to carry at least carry the day and uh and and keep it close baltimore likes to play the games close i mean that's been that's been their their mo for a long time um they're against the spread right now this season they're three and four against the spread thus far 
Um, and they just, they, you know, although you're right, they did come off of a bye week, but the week before that bye week, they went, they went and lost by 24 to Cincinnati at home. Um, and so they've been a bit, they've been a bit up and down. Obviously the team, this team goes as Lamar Jackson goes, as far as Lamar Jackson can take them. And the running back situation is still not, uh, you know, you know, not, not in a positive light. You know, they don't really have great running backs in the, in, in, in the, in the backfield. You know, great running backs from 2015. That's the only problem. Yeah, they don't have great running backs in the backfield supporting supporting Lamar Jackson and you know allowing him to really take over. So I think Baltimore wins this game, but I think Minnesota's able to you know able to muster up enough offense to keep it close. So I'm going to take Minnesota to cover the five and a half, and I'll take the over here as well because I think Minnesota will have to score points in order to get that cover. So I'll, I'll take Minnesota and the over. All right, and yeah, AC, your point of the um, picking all the favorites and stuff like that is kind of hard not to. Because if you look at their opponents, they're like, ah, no. They're just not the sexy team to pick. But on that note, I'm just going to pick Baltimore as well. I'm going to pick Baltimore and the under. This is kind of getting kind of weird because we're going back to the, picking the same teams again. Y'all guys need to pick against my my own paper here. See, this is how my paper look like. I don't know if I can see through it, but through this um, thing here. But, you know, pick against that so I can pick my teams. Anyway, I pick Minnesota. Right. <laughs> I picked Minnesota and Denver. I went against the grain both times so so far. No well, problem. So. And you Make will go you will go next. You'll go first on the next pick, which is Houston at the Miami Dolphins. Give, Miami give is favorite by the six and game. a half. <laughs> the over under is 46. This is the biggest game of the week as far as he's concerned. Wow, this is a lot of pressure here, but I'm gonna go with the Houston in this one. I'm going Houston and the under in this one. Are you serious? I know it, yes, because I don't believe in Tua. And, you know, if they would have made their trade and got Deshaun Watson on that team, you know, I would have picked them. But I'm going to go with Houston and the under on this one. They're going to show they're going to show me quite how things are done. They're a good bet team, even though they, you know, I, I was about to leave the room because of my pick. No, no. <laughs> I know everybody's going to be picking the Dolphins or whatever, but I'm going to pick Houston on this one. I think they can actually pull this off and make this win. For a solid thing, for a solid, it, it, on paper it looks like it looks like Miami should win this, but I don't feel them right now. All right, Malik, who you got? You know the interesting thing is, um, I, I expected Anthony. Anthony's actually picking against his second favorite coach in the NFL, and Brian Flores. Like this, yeah. this is this is a shock. This is a shocker of all shockers. Like he never. He, Anthony will pick pick for Brian Flores in games where he shouldn't because you know Miami. <laughs> Miami is like you know favorite, not favorite at all, and in the game Brian that they Flores. are, I know that's what I'm saying. Like usually, Brian Flores is the is the uh, deciding factor for you to go with it, go with Miami, and now you're going against them simply. You're going against them against the team in the Houston Texans has shown you absolutely no reason to believe that they're they're gonna um, they're gonna be able to hold for it. The reason why I, the reason why I'm a little with you here, uh, and uh, with respect to Houston, is because it appears that Tyrod Taylor is going to come back. Tyra Taylor, if nothing else, he's a stabilizing force on any team that he plays on. And he's able to help them help them muster up points and help them get, you know, you know, be respectable on the field. He may not help them win a lot of games, but he's going to help them be respectable on the field. And people are going to have to take, you know, pay attention to them. That's so quarterback I'm, the Bills have had in the past 10 years. <laughs> so I'm going to. It's funny. I'm not. I, you know, 
I don't think the ace is gonna ace is gonna agree with us, but I'm gonna go with you on with you with you and with Houston here as well because I think Houston is just going to play it close and is going to allow themselves to stay in the game long enough to just lose. The other thing is I just don't trust Miami to be able to you know you know win by a touchdown. They don't they don't win they don't win they don't win you know uh, games you know in blowouts in blowout fashion, and even though six and a half is not a blowout, I still think they they probably gonna play this relatively close. So. I'm going to take Houston as well, and I'm going to uh, take the six and a half points. I think Michael right. Ford, I mean, um, Tua is mentally broken. So All right. Really? You got yes. insight into his mental health now? Yes. All right. My, my people tell me these things, you know. Your peoples. My, you got people in Miami, huh? Yeah, they're very close to my, um, my, my, um, quite, they're very close to Miami. They know their team. They give mm. me info. Okay. Bank on um, it. I am I am going to give you all some information before I make this pick. Devontae Parker is hurt. He will not play this week. Um, Jalen Waddle. He played the last couple of weeks. He played last week. I think he just barely got through, but he's not suing up this week at all. Jalen Waddle will then become their number one receiver in Miami. He is a rookie. Houston's corners are not actually terrible. They're kind of rated top 10 individually as, as they play. Um, Houston's defense is equal to Miami's defense aside from the defensive line. And I think David Johnson still has a little bit of gas left in the tank, who is the player who they traded New Hopkins for. So it's time for him to earn his keep. The fact that Tyrod Taylor is going to play and they still have Brandon Cooks on offense leads me to believe that Houston can actually not only cover, but win this game on the road. Um, Houston and Miami are basically the same climate. I'm going to take Houston. Um, oh, I don't wow. think the weather's going to be in a factor. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of shocking everybody. We're all agreeing on this one. This is one of the few teams that I don't think is favored that's actually going to win. Um, I'm taking Houston because Tyrod Taylor's playing. And the only other game that they won was when he played. So, yeah, I'm leaning on that. And I'll take those six points because I think the spread will actually increase. And a lot of the larger bets from these sharps or the pro betters are actually coming in heavy on Houston and individual tickets. Would so you bet you Houston on the money line, Ace? Get uh, you know what? If they were plus two fifty or more, yes. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not getting good odds like that, I I need two and a half. So the teams that I would bet on the money line to cover this week, who just shock people, maybe, maybe not, would probably be the Giants. I would do a money line underdog parlay of the Giants, Houston, and Tennessee. Oh, okay, we haven't gotten to that game yet, but okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Next up, we got the L.A. Chargers at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chargers are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Philly is actually coming off of a win, and the Chargers are coming off of a loss. Um, I do not expect much out of the Chargers. I kind of like them, but it's kind of hard for me to pick them. Even though I want to, they finally got to four and three. Oh, no, they lost. I'm sorry. They lost at home to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And somehow they think they're going to win on the road coming west to east to play Philly, who is not hasn't been an easy out. Second best team in the NFC East. I don't know if that's saying a lot, being as they're three and five. Every team they've beaten currently has a losing record. The LA Chargers have a winning record. They do tend to cover a lot of games. But being as this is a one and a half point spread, I got to take the Chargers on the road here. Even though the east to west is not favorable, the over under is 50. I would take the over on this game. That seems more like a solid bet. But give me the Chargers, and I really don't want to have to bet on this game, so I wouldn't suggest you do either. Go ahead, Malik. 
the consensus, the conversation around NFL talks, uh, NFL, you know, NFL Live, NFL Game Day, all of the podcasts that I listen to over the course of the week, the talk is that um, the NFL is starting to figure out Justin Herbert a little bit, um, and they're starting to make plays uh, on defense to kind of confuse him, to disguise disguise coverages, and um, it's starting to have have an effect on him. Um, I don't think that's all the way true. I think Justin Herbert is still an extremely talented quarterback who can make all the plays, all the throws in the offense that he needs to. And so, you know, what this is likely just a, a microcosm of or byproduct of is just a long season and, and, and some hiccups along the way and some really, really good coaching against him. Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to lean towards the Chargers here as well. Uh, I think the Chargers are just overall the better football team. Um, the only thing that Philly, Philly is, has shown, um, to your point, Ace, the ability to stay with good teams and, and the ability to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. Um, albeit, you know, albeit, uh, of course, they they beat the beat the holy hell out of the Detroit Lions last week. Um, when we all, when I think two out of the three of us picked Detroit, just you know, thought Detroit might actually cover the game, okay. um, and they didn't. They were getting fourteen they, points at home, so and they didn't. Um, and so yeah, it's it's you know Philly, you know Jalen Hurst is obviously the wild card here. He can obviously you know take a game over with his feet and make make enough big plays to win the game for Philly. Um, but if you just if you're just picking the best team here, the best team is still the Chargers. So I'll take the Chargers as well, and I will play it towards the under as long as uh, the under being fifty uh, or forty nine to fifty points. So I'll take the Chargers and the under. All right, go ahead, Ant. Well, one thing I noticed in the NFL is um, every quarterback gets figured out after a while. Then they start adding new things to their their repertoire and stuff like that. And they, that's when the better quarterbacks get better and the worst quarterbacks become backups, third strings or whatever, or out mm-hmm. of the league. But um, that said, I do want to pick the Chargers. Um, yeah, LA like yeah, guys, but um, I'm going to go with Philly in this one. I'm going to take them with the under. I think they this East Coast to the West Coast thing or West Coast to East Coast, whatever it is all the time, it does play in a factor. Those time differences does play in a factor in these games. They, quite, they knock these football players out of their routine. And a lot of these players like to be, stay in their routine. So I'm going to go with Philly in this one. And I'm definitely going to take the under in this one. I think they can pull it off. All right. Next You're going to make this have... a lot, too. All right. You got that in, Malik? I got it in. Thank it's you. third lock. Everybody's got three now. Green Bay at Kansas City. This line opened up as a minus two for Kansas City. It has now changed to minus seven and a half because Aaron Rodgers has COVID. Because he is immunized and not vaccinated. <laughs> so Kansas City is at home. Green Bay is on the road. Minus seven and a half. Devontae Adams, we are, he is in the building and he's working. He's going to play. He is going to play. Mm-hmm. So Jordan Love is going to have full access to everybody that plays with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that he's going to show them how good he is and actually pull this off. Kansas City's defense could not stop a piece of paper from blowing into the end zone. <laughs> Green Bay is going to score and score a lot. The over/under is forty-seven and a half. I would bet the hell out of that over. It is going to happen. Green Bay's interior defense is good. Clyde Hilaire Edwards is not coming back, so they're still relying on Damian Williams to run the ball. And I think that's what's really affecting Kansas City's offense is that lack of threat at the run. They needed a running back, and they probably should have kept Le'Veon Bell or somebody else, and just keep picking up dudes until it works out. Maybe even Mark Ingram. But the point is, Kansas City doesn't have enough of a run game to scare Green Bay so they can just blitz away and drop back into pass coverage. I'm going to take Green Bay to cover. 
I think Jordan Love is going to be able to manage the game, and Matt Lafleur knows how to call him a good enough offense. They will lose by just seven, or maybe even win this game. Give me Green Bay and the points. Go ahead, Malik. Um, yeah, I can't roll with Jordan Love here. Sorry. Um, look, KC is KC is definitely not a team that I, I'm. I'm, and they don't cover. Right. I'm Casey is not a team I'm very, very confident in uh with this game. Um, I'm just checking out their 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 picks against the spread thus far this year. Yeah, Casey is uh two and six against the spread this year, and Green Bay seven and one. Um, you know, the one game the one game being that they lost to uh New Orleans on the neutral field in, in week one, but they've covered every single spread since then. They won every game every single game since then and covered every spread since then. Um, so yeah, there's no honestly, you know. There's no reason to believe that Green Bay can't win this game. I believe they absolutely can. Um, but there's got there's got to be a point where KC flips a switch and starts winning games that they're supposed to be winning at home um, and and beating teams that they're supposed to be beating. Look, if Green Bay was fully fully loaded and Aaron Rodgers was out there and the spread was somewhere around like two, I probably would still take Green Bay. But I, given that it's seven and a half now, I just, you know, feel like Jordan Love is a little bit in over his head. I wish this was not his first, you know, official, you know, regular season start for him. I wish he was going up against a better, a better opponent. Um, but in order for them to, in order for Casey to win this game, they've got to put up points and they've got to force Green Bay to score a lot of points here. Um, and, you know, and then sell out against Aaron Jones in that running game. Uh, so just sell out. Man. Just sell out against it. Like send eight, nine in a box and just, just beg um jordan love to beat you um you know to beat you with with, with his with his arm um if you if you can do that and you can make some plays uh in the in the secondary make a couple get a couple of turnovers you can win this game pretty handily so then casey is going to need to score and they're going to push the ball and probably the one player that i think zaire alexander can't cover is going to be tyree kill <laughs> a healthy tyree kill so i'm going to take casey and i will go with the over on this one i think casey i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm going to go with the under on this one i'm going to take casey and go with the under um uh, just because i don't you know i think in a in a in a grand scheme situation green bay doesn't get up a lot of points here and casey gets just enough to 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 win the game but still maintain under the under the over the ou here all right hand is who's the home team kansas, kansas city Shoot. Yeah, this game is going to be hard to pick. <laughs> um, I initially had Green Bay winning this um, when Aaron Rodgers was actually supposed to play. But, um, yeah, it's going to be kind of hard because it's, it's really – the reason why it's hard to pick this game is because when Aaron Rodgers was actually out this whole summer, this whole offseason, whatever, Jordan Love got all the snaps, he got all the practice, got all the reps or whatever. And he actually, you know, ha- he has to be the quarterback next year. He's definitely going to be the starting quarterback next year. Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone no matter what. What happens in the offseason? That's why this might be a prove it game, prove it to, um, you know, for him to actually take over the starting role and actually do his thing. Plus, he's in the offense that is basically a friendly um, quarterback offense that um, San Francisco uses, that Cincinnati uses, the Jets supposed to be using, and all these other, most of the league is using. So he can actually turn out and actually win this game. With it doing all these tricks and all these other things that LaFleur can actually pull out his, you know, out of his bag that he may not could have done with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers basically ran the show. That said, since I got said is this is in KC, I'm gonna have to go with KC on this one and take them and I'm gonna take them with the over on this one. Wait, what's the over in this one? Forty nine. No, uh, yeah, forty nine. Seven. Forty seven and a half. Sorry, forty seven and a half. 
Yeah, I can I can see that still happening because I still see Green Bay still scoring points here. So I can I'm gonna take KC, I'm gonna take the over in this one. KC definitely needs to get themselves back on ship, turn turn the you know, turn the um the lights on. They gotta make mm-hmm. that playoff push, they gotta do that, they gotta make that run. So I'm gonna go with KC in the over in this one. And that's what we're gonna be my pick. Sounds good to me. Next up we have Arizona at the San Francisco 49ers. Not a hard Ar- game. Arizona, no, it's not. Arizona's favored by one point over under is 45 and a half. San Francisco has not beat one division opponent. Arizona has beaten every division opponent. Colin Murray might be out. I don't give a damn. Give me Arizona. <laughs> okay. Who's his backup? Who's the backup QB? I don't even know. San Francisco had to struggle to get by the Bears. Arizona's defense is healthier. Arizona's offense is healthier. I understand the offense is built around Kyler Murray, but I'm assuming the backup has to have a similar skill level to him or at least playability because they wouldn't have a stone or a statue behind the guy who might not be able to go. And this is why people were worried about drafting a smaller quarterback because they tend to get hurt more. But I'm still going to take Arizona. I think this is predicated on the idea that Kyler Murray might not play, but we, the fact that we don't know, I'm not going to go. Listen, if the guy who can come in for Dak Prescott can play like that and the Cowboys can win, Arizona Cardinals can win. They are built to win, and they are winning. Give me the Cardinals minus one and the points. Get it. Okay, so it's Colt McCoy. I'll take it. Arizona, lock it in. Lock of the week. Fourth one. I'm, I'm picking it to Malik. I'm going to go Arizona as well because, you know, just because San Francisco screwed me over last week, I'm going to go against them again this week. So give me Arizona and give me the um, under in this one. Sounds good. Go ahead, Malik. Uh, you guys are crazy. I'm gonna go San Francisco. San Francisco, San Francisco is at home. Arizona just coming off of a off of a and? bad off of a bad loss against against the team. George Kittle still hurt. George Kittle is still hurt. Actually, George Kittle isn't playing. I think George Kittle is still he's still in on the, IR. He's still in IR. He's, he's, uh, he's he, I think he's playing. yeah he's he's in the second week of his evaluation process. So he's he's more of a game time decision if you want to say if you want to say that. But um yeah, I mean Arizona is. I think Arizona is going to, you know, go through a little bit of a slump here um, without, uh, especially, especially if Kyler Murray is not, not able to play. And if you need any, even if he does play, what he's dealing with is an ankle injury that is probably going to, you know, prevent him from being able to be effective as a runner, um, which is probably his most effective. I mean, he's a great passer and everything like that, but he's probably at his most effective as a runner. The other thing is New Hopkins is dealing with a hamstring injury. And again, he may, again, may very well play, but is likely going to be a little bit hampered because of the injury. San Francisco's defense is pretty, it's, it's still good. It's still, it's, it's still a defense that. Really? Because they give up four to the. He got the most points the Bears have scored all season. It's still a defense that can that can make some things make some things happen on that side of the ball. Word? I'm not saying that I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're that they're lights out. I'm saying that they're they're still a, a, a team that can make some plays on the on the defensive side of the ball. And they don't they don't beat themselves. You know, that's one thing about San Francisco is they don't beat themselves. They score enough points to get to get wins. And by being just a one point dog in this game. At home, I don't see a reason why they why they can't you know pull this one out. So I'm going to go with San Francisco, and the under is what the under here. All right. Next up, we have the Sunday night football game. We have the Tennessee Titans at the L.A. Rams. Titans are without Derrick Henry for the first time in a long time, and they are getting seven and a half points in L.A. L.A. Rams just got Von Miller, so they might be working him in. I don't know how much he's going to play if because he doesn't know their defensive scheme that well. Even though he's a veteran player, it's going to be kind of interesting to see. But that super defense going against Tennessee Titans, we're going to have to throw the ball, but at least they have 
AJ Brown, and they have Julio Jones. So we will see how that works out. I don't know who the backup running back is, Derrick Henry, but I don't think it's really going to make that. Neither, much of a neither do they. Neither do they. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they just promoted Adrian Peterson to the, to the active roster. So that means AP may actually play. He's likely to play. Good God. Some snaps, at least. Is he on human growth hormone? Like, how is he still doing this? <laughs> Ain't he like 36? He, got some walker. he comes out with his walker. He's good. He's as, old, old. he's as old as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he was playing college football in 2006. Right? Well, I remember that. Is different from a quarterback 36. Running back 36 is really like 66. Yeah, he's like, he's on some Frank Gore time right now. <laughs> Speaking of which, I, I gotta give him. I gotta mention him in my shoutouts because I got. He's some in my shoutouts too. Some yeah, information about him, which is kind of cool. You know what's gonna happen with him? Yeah, L.A. Rams at Tennessee. I'm sorry, Tennessee at the L.A. Rams. I'm taking L.A. Lock this in for my fifth lock of the week. Um, the Rams are gonna destroy him without a running game. Tennessee isn't as scary. Their defense is good, but the Rams' defense is even better. They will be able to win this game, whether it's ten to three or seventeen seven. Give me the Rams, and I'm going to take the under. Way, way under the 53 and a half. I don't know who the <laughs> hell they think is playing this game. Yeah, give, me, give me the um, give me LA as well. Give me them uh, the under. That's going to be one of my locks of the week. When you when you take away um Derrick Henry is basically washing off the Titans uniform off of Tannehill. He's going to morph back into the Miami version of him. So <laughs> give me wow give me LA. <laughs> Give me the under. That's all my, my lock of the week, my fourth one. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, it's a sweep here. LA, LA and the under here as well. Um, I don't think there's any reason, any reason to believe that the Tennessee Titans are going to be able to in one week be able to figure out what the best solution is going to be to, you know, um, survive life without Derrick Henry. The other side of it is you, you mentioned Ace uh, Von Miller, you know, getting in, um, being traded you know, earlier in the week, not having a lot of time to, you know, acclimate themselves with the defense and all of those things. I don't think it's going to take much. He's a pass rusher. They'll tell him, hey, they'll point at they'll point at Ryan Tannehill and say for the next week, you get you just go get that guy. I don't care how you do it. Just go get him. When we put you in the game, you're going to be here to, to rush the passer. Just go do that. We'll figure out the, the other stuff later. We'll figure out your coverages and when you drop and, 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 and you know when, what gaps you're rushing and all those things. But for right now, beat the guy in front of you. Do what you do what you've been doing for the last 12 years of your career and just go get him. Um, and so, and he's going to do that uh, because he's not going to be seeing double teams because Aaron Donald is, is, is in the middle and seeing all the double teams and, and, and swallowing up all of that stuff. So, you know, it just, there's no reason to believe that um, LA is going to lose this game. They're on a roll and they are taking hold and taking grasp of the opportunity to, um, you know, dethrone a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have now lost two games. They've only lost, uh, LA's only lost one game. If they can get that home field advantage, I'm sure that they feel really, really good about that possibility. So give me LA and I will take the under here as well. You know who else going to be happy to have um, have Von Miller on the, what's the name, on, their, um, on LA? The fantasy owners who actually pick, you know, individual players. I know mm -hmm. they're happy. They're going to be happy because they're going to be seeing 10 points per week just on him alone. <laughs> just for him just to be out there. But anyway. Seriously. <laughs> Next up, we have the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bears are only getting six and a half on the road here. The over-under is 40. I would take the over on this. I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to score on them. Um, Khalil Mack is not going to play. Akeem Hicks is not going to play. Eddie Jackson is not going to play. So everybody who the Bears thought 
and everybody else in the league thought was going to be great for them on defense is not going to be in there without uh Khalil Mack they don't get much of a pass rush which is Robert Brown Akeem Hicks is not getting much pressure up the middle so without him Eddie Goldman is not really getting it done they can stop the run but even then Najee Harris is going to be able to wear them down I am going to have to take the Pittsburgh Steelers here at home um, they were able to beat Cleveland on the road. They covered that game, and I think they're going to cover this game. Justin Fields is going to be able to make something happen with his feet. But they have a very good defense that just needs to play contain well. And even though he was able to run away from San Francisco's defense and get that crazy touchdown, I don't think he is good enough yet to do it all by himself. They will have the receivers pretty well covered. And unless Jimmy Graham can get back into the fold and give them something, I don't see this game going their way. Um, give me Pittsburgh. I think they can win by seven. Unfortunately, the Bears are going to take another L going into the bye week. Sorry, Bears fans. I am one as well, but we ain't going to win this one. Give me Pittsburgh and the over. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Pittsburgh here as well. Um, they're at home. Uh, it's Monday night. Um, it's probably a big uh, opportunity for Justin Fields, but it's also a lot of pressure on a rookie quarterback to come into Pittsburgh and win a win a game against a team and a defense that's that good um, on you know the national stage. Um, not that he hasn't seen it yet, playing coming from Ohio State, he's probably seen he's seen and and, and felt you know all the the situation on multiple levels from his own uh, playing career, but. Um, this is new. Uh, this is a new situation, and it, this is a, a different different animal than he's than he's ever faced before. Tomlin should have everything dialed up from a defensive side to get things done, and Ben Roethlisberger should be able to do just enough to keep this at a one score, one touchdown type of situation and keep the keep the ball away from away from Chicago. The only thing that scares me a little bit is Pittsburgh has a tendency is that if Roethlisberger does not play well, then Pittsburgh has a tendency to just not score any points and just then just stop the other team from scoring the scoring points, and then this becomes a game something like 17-13 where um, where Pittsburgh wins the game by four and Chicago still covers. Um, but I'm going to play it to to the um, to the other side here and say it's going to be Pittsburgh, and I will take the under here as well. I'm sorry, I uh, will take the over because the over under is 40. It's the lowest over under of the entire uh, slate this year, and I just feel like, hey, this game should it's Monday night should get you over 40. So I'm thinking something like 23 you know, 23 to 13 or something like that. That's actually under the 40, um, but, but hopefully we get, so hopefully we get, we get some, some points from Pittsburgh and they're able to get it over there, over that. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh and the over on this one. All right. And yeah, this is going to be a sweep here. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh as well. You got the hall of fame coach, future hall of fame of um, quarterback and Ben Rosberger. You got Pittsburgh, um, Heinz field is the terrible towels versus Play the rookie um, Fields, who's actually going to be a good quarterback down the road and the crappiest um, coach that he can actually have. Two of the oldest franchises in the league. Yeah, but as soon as they get rid of the crappy coach, then that's when things are going to turn around. But I don't think Nagy's really the problem, honestly. I do. But um, (laughs) it could be the GM, too. But anyway. Yeah. You're the Bears fan. You know your team better. So I'm just going to leave leave that on on you on that. But as far as for this, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. There's no way that. Pittsburgh's going to lose this. I'm going to take them in the under, though. All right. That is it for the NFL this week. And I'm going to give you my four college games this week. Number 10, Wake Forest is getting two and a half at North Carolina. I'm taking Wake. I'm taking number 12, Auburn at Texas A&M, who's number 13, pulled off that victory against Bama to make sure that um, their coach keeps getting paid like he's getting paid. 
which I still can't believe that they're paying Jimbo that much. I'm taking number two Cincinnati in the AP poll and number six in the CFP poll. Minus 22 and a half over Tulsa at home. They're going to destroy them and give me some more of Michigan, even though they disappointed last week. They were leading at halftime and they're going to beat the brakes off of Indiana because they beat the teams that they're supposed to by a ton. They are favored against them by 20 points or 20 and a half. They will beat them by three or four touchdowns easy. They will not let up. They will not relent. They will everything that the coach has been taking out on them all week, making them practice hard, doing two a days. They are going to take it out on Indiana because they're at home in the big house. Malik, you got any college picks for us? I don't have any any picks outside of the ones that you selected. But the only one, the only thing I'll say is that uh, Michigan is really, really, really that was a really huge game. Uh, losing that game against Michigan State last week, and I think we yeah. both picked Michigan in that game. And um, I know you picked Michigan. I can't remember yeah. if I, which if I made a pick in that game or not. You did too, but. Yeah, I think I did. So, um, yeah, that was a really huge disappointment for them for them losing that game against Michigan State, and they shouldn't. And, and again, this is this is the the, the hardball tenure, right? When losing against teams like Michigan State, Ohio State, this is what you know. This is why it's just a shock that he's still in the job that he's that he's in now that he's in now. He can't school. do any better than him because he um, can still win nine games. Yeah, but I mean, it's still it's 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 those He's teams, right? Penn it's State. those it's those teams. It's those it's those rivals that you you don't beat those rivals. This this is this is what usually supposed to come back and bite you, um, and you just didn't. Um, I and I, and the other thing is, I feel for I feel for Cincinnati. Um, they're playing some great ball. If you watch some of their games, they're playing some great ball right now, and they will not be able to get. In, they will likely not be able to get into the cha- get into the tournament, because again, college football tournament, they just love Alabama. Um, and so that one loss SEC team like Alabama is going to get is going to be the three seed and they're going to, you know, as long as they are able to hold for it um, and they play LSU this week and hopefully my Tigers are able to take them down. But, you know, oh, yeah, guess how much LSU was getting against them in what is it in, like in Bama? Was it like 22, something like that? 23 and a half. Now. Yeah, 23 and a half. Yeah, it was 22 yeah. when I last checked. Yeah, I think I may actually take um, LSU on a long shot ticket, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, like you know, I would love to see Ed O take him out on his way going out. That would be beautiful because then that would because then there'd be no way that they could rank them. There'd be no, no that they could rank them in the top none. five. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. I mean, they'd still be ranked, right? Yeah, of course they still yeah. be ranked. They're, they're Bama, right? But they could yeah, not. They'll drop to twelve five. or something. I really hope that we beat them this week. I mean, obviously, I'm not holding my breath on there, but I really do hope we beat them this week, and I will be watching that game intently uh, for that reason. Um, but other than other than that, man, it's, it's you know, it's just again, it sucks for a team like Cincinnati who's really, really playing well. And, Cincinnati and, is the number two rated defense in all of college football, yeah. behind Georgia, who is just overpowering teams. They're and they're playing fantastic football. Trash. And you want them I, like this is the type of team that you want to see get into the playoff and see yeah. see what they're capable of doing. And it's unfortunate yeah. that they probably won't get a chance to do that. So that's just my my uh, my diet. I'm rooting for my, them. I'm rooting for Wake Forest and I'm rooting for Auburn. I'm rooting for chaos because these are all teams that nobody expects to win. And you know what's crazy? As weak as the ACC is, if Wake Forest wins out, they actually wouldn't make the CFP because right now they're ranked behind Cincinnati. I believe they're like seventh or eighth. Mm-hmm. Which means that if both those teams went out and both of them go undefeated, they likely won't get in. They need help from Auburn. They need help from Penn State. And they need help from Michigan. Penn State has to. Michigan has to beat Penn State. Then Michigan has to go in and beat um, Ohio State. And Penn State needs to beat Ohio State. So they need a lot of miracles to happen. And then you know they just need Oregon to lose in the Pac-12 title game, which is very fucking likely because they're Oregon and that's what they do. That's what the Pac-12 does. They disappoint in big games. So there's that. Um, uh, don't roll the tide. 
go Tigers. And uh, War Eagle. Let's go. Uh, and, Ace, yeah. before you move on, i just like to say um, we need to be watching this Ole Miss versus Liberty game coming up. Why? Because the top two quarterbacks in the draft are going to be in there. Ole Miss, Matt Corral? Yep. Of uh, Golden Corral fame? Yeah, if you're a Golden Corral fan, you're going to be a Golden Corral fan as far as it takes it to the NFL. See Can you name that. the quarterback for Liberty? Um, I had it up a few seconds ago. Let me see here. Yeah, um, Malik Willis. Any relation to you, Malik? No, not at all. Okay. Would you like him on your lines? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, honestly speaking, I have not paid attention no, to the quarterback position. If he went to I Liberty... Have- no, no, you. Wouldn't. I haven't paid attention to the quarterback position in college right now. Uh, you know, despite the fact that you know the Lions have employed Jared Goff for the for the for the past season, uh, he was from a number one overall. And, and I and then despite despite how I feel about Jared Goff and how I have felt about Jared Goff throughout his entire career, um, Jared Goff is the only not, problem I on that offense. Paid, no, 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 he's not the only problem on that team. He's got the team's got teams got a ton of problems. It's not Jared Goff is not the only problem, but he is he is one of them. But at um, least you got a good offensive line so, to protect your next QB. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just not checking for it there. To be honest, Malik, even though I've been making fun of it a little bit, I do feel bad for you because you wind up getting the quarterback that you hate the most. You know, uh, you know Malik wants? I mean, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't hate. So let, let, me, let me correct it for the people that are listening. <laughs> let me correct it for the people that, that listen. Jared Goff, in my opinion, I don't hate Jared Goff. I don't dislike Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is perfectly fine as a quarterback. I think he is one of these quarterbacks that, as number one pick in my, this is my belief, as the number one pick in any draft in any for any in any year of the NFL, you should be the type of player that lifts your team. He does not do that. He plays with the the, the talent around him, and he just does what he does. That's he is right. not going to. He is not going to increase the value or increase the, you know, increase or decrease. He's not going to lower. If the team is, if, if he's playing on a bad team, expect him to not do well. If he's playing on a good team, expect him to do to do well on good teams. Here's a real question I have for you: Is Jared Goff better or worse than Daniel Jones? I think he's worse than Daniel Jones, and I and I really and the reason and 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 give me, wow. me let me let me let me let me uh, fix my statement here and say, I think he's worse than Daniel Jones in the sense that Daniel Jones can win you games with his okay. athleticism, no. with his athleticism. He can Never be happened. athletic enough. He can be athletic enough to win you a football game. When everything else breaks down around him, he can be athletic enough to win you a football game. Jared Goff, Jared Goff has not had nearly the the amount of bad luck situations that daniel jones has had to deal with on the giants with all the injuries i mean daniel jones was supposed to be handing off over the past two years to saquon barkley it's one of the big one of the greatest running backs in the history of college football is deandre swift healthy yes he's been healthy this season i mean you know healthy health you know he's been he's been nfl healthy which means he's been hurt since week one but he's been playing so (laughs) um but you know the fact of the matter is is like you know daniel jones is supposed to be throwing to you know to some to top top level receivers he's supposed to be having a top level tight end he's supposed to be having a you know one of the best running backs in football and he just hasn't had that opportunity this is how i know the lions haven't surrounded anybody haven't surrounded golf with talent your two starting no, wide receivers no. are starting for two separate teams. No, I know that. I mean, like Abdul is on another the, team playing. The best, the best player, the best receiver coming into the season, the best receiver on the lines just got cut. It was Tyrell Williams. He just got cut. He didn't, he didn't play a snap for us. So, um, not a live snap. You think he played? No, he didn't play in preseason either. The yellow trade for Odell. So, um, yeah, it's that's not happening. Um, you got the but, gap space. 
but the reality of the situation is, yeah. So I, I I would give Daniel Jones a credit, the the benefit of the doubt here, just because of his, his athleticism and his ability to escape the pocket and make a couple of plays. Not that I want Daniel Jones on the Lions over over Jared Goff, I don't. But if I have to, if if I had to pick one of those two, and the rest of the team around me was actually pretty pretty good, I would take Daniel Jones because I think he I think he'll make a couple of more plays than Jared Goff will. Would you rather have Tyrod Taylor as a stop? Tyrod Taylor, yes. Than Jared Goff. Yeah, Tyra Taylor. All right. Again, again, Tyra Taylor is a is a veteran quarterback that can make plays um, when he's healthy. He can make plays to, you know, put teams in positions to win the football game. Jared right. Goff just doesn't do it, unfortunately. We are short on time here, folks. So I'm just going to go and into my shout outs. Follow us on Podcast Addict, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and where you get most of your podcast listening needs. Listen to us every week. We are not a daily podcast, but we are weekly and we give you much more insight than any other CBS sports line. Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Forget all of those guys. We are here for you week in, week out. Regardless of deaths in the family, I still have not missed a week. Shout out to me for not missing a week. Shout out to the two former uh, NBA and NFL players who are going to be facing each other after the Jake Paul fight. And I believe that is uh, who did I mention before? It's Frank Gore and Deron Williams. Well, and Deron and Deron yeah, Williams. Williams, who yeah. I think I'm gonna have to give the edge to Frank Gore on that one because um, he's just a much more physical player and he's definitely lifted a lot more weights than Deron Williams. Frank Gore has um, been training for like two years. I don't care if he's been training for two months. Yeah, yeah. Frank Gore. Last Frank time Gore's I saw Deron Williams play, he couldn't run. So I'm just saying he couldn't even help the Cleveland Cavaliers in the finals. So I'm taking Frank Gore, who damn near ran for a thousand yards with the Jets two seasons ago. Am I not mistaken? Frank Gore was born trained. (laughs) And he still looks just as old or just as young, however you want to call it, as he did the day he got into the league. So um, shout out to Frank Gore for finding a new career path. Maybe he'll be running for senator one day like uh, Herschel Walker is in Georgia, which is the weirdest thing that I've seen his political ad just recently. That is the craziest thing I think I've seen in a long, long, long time. If you have not seen it, check it out online. It will make you laugh harder than you have laughed in a long, long time. Shout out to him for that. I just appreciate the fact that he's out here trying to do it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but hey, everybody has the right to run for public office. And if I was famous, I'd try it too. It almost worked for uh, Craig. Who's that guy who was just been on ESPN? I never even knew he played in the NFL. He was some kind of scrub to play with Eric Dickerson. Craig something. He ran for Senate in Texas. Damn near one. You're not going to remember his name. He's just some random white dude who you saw all the time on TV. He's kind of like the Tim McCarver of the uh, NFL. (laughs) (laughs) And Tim McCarver is some scrub who played with the Cardinals back in the day. He played like five seasons in Major League Baseball. Spent 40 years on Major League Baseball talking about nothing, saying nothing, and just cashing checks. And you up next. Yeah, I want to make mine short. Um, shout out to Ben Simmons and, you know, giving up $360,000. I wish he could pass some of that to me. I kind of really need it. And my, I was going to have a couple of other shout outs, but I'm just going to, like I said, I'm going to cut it short. So my last shout out is going to be shout out to Mara Carey. You know, once again, you they resurrect you, you know, coming out as a ghost for the retail people who are working it. I feel bad for you guys. You have to hear her shitty song, Christmas song, like once again, from here to January. So shout out to Mara Carey. Can't wait to put your ass away when, it, when January comes around. Go ahead, Malik. 
I had a conversation with my daughter about that actually, and was saying that you know Mariah Carey would be a multimillionaire if she only made that one song. If that was the only song she made, she'd still be a multimillionaire. I much, still love that song. Love, how much people absolutely love that you song. It's hilarious. You hate that shit. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, my main shout out, my my biggest shout out here this week. I'm gonna again keep it short too. Uh, my biggest shout out this week goes to Aaron Rodgers. Look, I mean, dude, look, honestly speaking, um, you found a way to you jeopardy. The, the NFL, you jeopardy the NFL. Like this is what you did. <laughs> you know, you know, you used a word like immunized um, to trick the entire NFL. It is a synonym. Not only, not only the entire NFL, but like the media, the probably the Packers. Everybody, everybody believed that you were that you were back. Asked zero follow up question. <laughs> <laughs> you said like, you said i'm immunized and everybody said oh that's cool so you're vaccinated not only did not only did they but it allow does you mean to, the same thing no it, it well no it doesn't, it doesn't not even exactly on a technicality it does mean like does if it, you take the if you take the definition of the word from the book it does mean the same thing he lied to them he no, just lied he, and they were like okay for letting him walk around with no mask on in that facility exactly and that's that's what i mean in oh. jeopardy in jeopardy he would have that he would he wouldn't have gotten the point but he got the point here he he actually <laughs> was able to, to able to win here he was able to walk around the facility no mask he was able to interview and 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 dap up people on the field and potentially infect Kyler murray and everybody else that, that he played against for every week and now now it's just it, it's, it's it's genius it's absolute genius Vanessa to, rogers and if not for the fact that he probably you know that, that he caught covid he'd still be doing this this is the difference this is the thing here he had to catch COVID in order to get caught by this situation. Like he actually yeah. had to get it. Like it's not, it's not like somebody tripped up or somebody, somebody ratted him out or anything like that. No, the man actually caught COVID and that's what, and that's what actually uh, wound up being the thing. It's hilarious. I mean, he, he, he is, um, dude, you are not just the goat on the field. You are the goat off the field. You tricked the entire NFL into believing that you were vaccinated when you weren't by using the word immunized, which actually, which, which kind of means the same thing, but kind of doesn't. And it's just hilarious. It's, it's the greatest thing is, is greatest thing ever is the greatest story ever told and i am with it i am with it i'm with you on the situation i hope really? that you and Ky- i hope that you and no, i'm with you in the situation like I, I'm, w- I'm with you by this being one of the funniest things i've ever seen and i hope that you and Kyrie go on tour together and <laughs> and have a great time not playing for the next couple of weeks that'd be hilarious i, I, I am done Kyrie on that one my favorite was he went to some like hippy dippy because he's from northern california and yeah. he's from he went to some hippy dippy you know, I guess they're calling it like a shaman or a healer, some holistic <laughs> place, and that 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 was his immunization. I'm like, so you drank, so you rubbed some tea tree oil on your forehead, and had a couple of drops of nutsai or something, and he now you good. Got he you. went to he went to Joshua Tree. That's what he did. <laughs> he went to Joshua Tree. Aaron Rodgers went to Joshua Tree and came back completely healthy. All right, folks. We are running way long on this one. I'm gonna wrap it up. We are out. Peace. Peace out. Peace out. Listen to us, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you can listen to us. Enjoy. R E L A X.